Hello and welcome to the Start Creating Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you grow on social media, from YouTube to Instagram and so much more. I am your host, Alan Spicer, your YouTube certified expert. I have around about 12 years worth of experience in this industry, from web development to social media marketing and video editing in itself. This podcast will be about news, tips, tricks, and your submitted questions should you need any help within the social media space. So follow, subscribe, enjoy the ride, go out there, start creating. Hello and welcome back to the Start Creating Podcast episode 24. Now, we are starting a week where the internet is exploding and worrying that it's melting itself down. I mean, well, only if you're an Instagram person. You may have noticed in the last two to three weeks, two to three months even, that Instagram's finally changed its algorithm. Now, what this means is, is that for the first few years of its life, it was very easy, within reason, to be consistent, post consistently similar content, upload that content, attack a niche, and have it organically reach everyone that follows you, within reason. I say within reason because the way algorithms work is you post content and as long as they've looked at you and they've engaged with you within the last 28 days or so, then you are in that loop. If they haven't engaged with you, there's nothing you can do to trigger the algorithm to force them to watch you and then you'll slowly be buried anyway. But the point remains that Instagram had a reshuffle recently and everyone's freaking out because finally the easy days in inverted commas, the easy days in quote marks have gone. You know, everyone's complaining that Instagram's fucked me. Instagram's screwing around and, you know, I was doing really, really well and now blah, blah, blah. Now... I'm in the Gary Vaynerchuk school of thinking here, which probably won't surprise you, right? It's like great philosophers, right? I'm not a young, all right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there to, to, to worry about penis envy. If anyone don't get that reference, that's fine. It's seven o'clock in the morning and my brain's frazzled. I've had about four hours sleep. Makes sense to me, but you know what I mean? You've got, like, Floyd, is it Floyd? And then you've got young Anyway, Alan, get back to your point. Um, I'm on the Gary Vaynerchuk method. And there's the cat interruption for this week's podcast. Um, <laughs> basically, I believe um, that you shouldn't really complain any about anything that gives you free traffic. Instagram doesn't charge you to post your pictures. Instagram doesn't charge you to be active. Instagram doesn't charge you to hustle. Instagram is free. Facebook is free, LinkedIn is free, Twitter is free, right? So if you want reach, just post content and create better content. If you want actionable traffic, then you need to be more entertaining. Now, stop whinging that the traffic's gone down. Just focus on where the attention happens to be, right? Because the algorithm's not specifically there to screw you, Billy, right? It's not deliberately trying to kick you and your, your your wonderful lady garden, Fiona, right? At the end of the day, 
the rejigging because it's a much more mature platform now, right? There's they've got a a, a vast quantity of content there that they can push against things that they can optimize against adverts to maximize not only how long you stay on the channel and stay on the platform, but how much money they can make by placing proper adverts against proper contents, right? So yeah, they will tweak the algorithm. So yeah, they will move the goalposts a little bit, but unfortunately there's nothing you can do, right? If you're if you're playing on this pitch and you're pay, playing for free and you're training every day and you're getting better and better and better, but you're paying absolutely no cost, if they move the goalposts, you just have to get used to it and kick it a different goal, right? It's the same for everybody else. It just means that you might have to train a little harder or get up a little earlier. I know it's a weird um, analogy, but still... So people have been complaining, but it's the same with any platform. If you want attention, have a look at the platforms that are going to give you attention. Have a look at TikTok. That's fairly fresh. That's fairly new. That's fairly organic at the moment. Have a look at LinkedIn, where it seems to be giving you Facebook-style reach from five years back or so. As long as you create the content, then fine. Or just keep being better than everybody else on Instagram. At the end of the day, once the competition is a little harder, it's the best that float to the top. If you don't want to do the legwork, you won't go anywhere. I say this talking as a person that's about to hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm around about 130 subscribers away now, which means it's hopefully the end of next week that I hit 10,000 subscribers. Not many people get to 10,000 subscribers because not many people bother to continue to do the grind. I've uploaded three videos a week pretty much every week for the last two and a half years. I've had a look at my stats. I've had a look at my 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 traffic. I've, I've tweaked things. I've had a look at the content. I've had a look at the, the quality of the stuff that I am making. And then I've tried to improve each time. And that's the same with any platform. So if you're suffering because Instagram has changed the reach, then you need to make sure that you are making better content so that people stay on your content for longer and make it worthwhile for Instagram to recommend you. And if it doesn't, then your content's crap and you need to get better. Have a look at the people that are doing well. Have a look at the people that haven't been hit so hard by the, uh, the, the, the change in the algorithm. See what they are doing correctly and learn or work harder. I'd love to know what you think about the whole Instagram algorithm change. Feel free to tweet me or comment in the video comment section down below if this is the repeat on Saturday. But if you want to tweet, tweet at me using the hashtag StartCreatingPodcast. Now we're just about to go deep dive into the importance of good mental health. It's very important to look after yourself in your own mindset going forward because it's something that can help breed success or, if left alone, can unfortunately help drag you down. And I'm here to help tell you my story so it might make you feel a little bit better in where you happen to be in life. But to help you go forward in your YouTube life, 
why don't you go to alanspicer.com forward slash ebook. You can download my free ebook with 10 wonderful tips on how to start and grow your YouTube channel for free. That's alanspicer.com forward slash ebook. Go and get it today. With social media aside, I've always found that my biggest struggle in the last 5, 10, 15 years has been my mental health. Now, not many people talk about their mental health. Not many people talk to anybody outside their own headspace about mental health. But I do honestly believe that it's very a very serious topic, something that people need to open up. Now, when people hear mental health, they immediately get a picture in their head of a screaming loony, right? Which doesn't help the situation, right? You, you can't catch mental health. You can't, you know, wake up the next morning after being near someone and, and catch depression or anxiety. That's not how it works, right? It's something that slowly creeps up on you over time about your situation and, and where you are in life. Now, my life is weird. When, when, when I was younger, life was wonderful, and life is still wonderful now, by the way. I'll, I'll preface that straight away, right? But when I was younger, life seemed wonderful. There was no stress. There was no strain. I woke up every morning. I was in a loving home, right? The perfect 2.4, right? There was my mum. There was my dad. We had a house, right? Dad went to work every morning. Mum stayed at home because we could afford to. Um, we had a, an okay family car. We went on a holiday once a year, Right? And everything was fine. But you didn't realise as a kid the things that you now realise as an adult. Now, over time in my life, things changed. Around about the time that I started realising the world weren't so rosy, I lost my dad to his alcoholism. Which meant that we had to move out of the family home that had been the stability block of my life. We then ended up in a, a council estate for for 11 12 years which was truly the making of me the understanding that you know you, you kind of have to keep your friends close and keep yourself to your bubble right but over time i wasn't happy relationships didn't work out well um people that i trust fell fell to the side and i got to the point where at the age of 25 i just had to move I just I needed to get out of the the small little town that I lived in as a kid. So I moved north to Huddersfield in West Yorkshire. Now, for anyone that doesn't know the UK, that's around about 370-odd miles. Now, that might not sound much to Americans, because, you know, you can drive that in a day, or you can hop on a plane and be there in two hours, right? But 370-odd miles is effectively the... Half half of the distance, if not a little bit less than of, of the United Kingdom. So I uprooted myself from south of London and I'm now effectively in the northwest. This gave me a chance for me to be me. This gave me a chance to hopefully wipe the slate clean from what 25 years had been down south me recovering from losing my dad, me recovering from some very bad relationships, some stress, some strain, 
emerging as an adult. Now, I I didn't I didn't get to go to university, so this was my opportunity to turn that page myself. To t- quote John Green, which I love doing, um, I went to seek the great perhaps. Go to seek the great perhaps. It's a quote that he uses in Looking for Alaska. I believe it's a quote from somebody else as well. Now, at the time I moved up here, I had had a partner that was up here. I settled down up here and I've now been up here 10 years. Within those 10 years, the roller coaster kept rolling. More bad relationships, more stress, more strain, problems with money. Um, I tried to start my first web design business when I was, I want to say, 26, 27. And everything was ticking along okay, but unfortunately that didn't work out well. So... I I hit my lowest point around about my 28th, 29th birthday. This is when money was terrible. Relationships weren't working well. I found myself living by myself, so there was no commitment. There was no one there to, to help or support me. I felt no one was there to, to talk to me. And I was stuck in a, in a a really dark cloud for about eight, nine months. But it, I didn't wake up one morning and feel foggy. It's something that crept over me. The accumulation of everything. The buckaroo effect. You know, where you, you're carrying everything as much as you can. And then all of a sudden, no, fuck it. I've had enough. And I kept myself to myself for those eight, nine months. Because I felt everybody else was, you know, well, all my friends have got partners. and I don't want to interrupt them. And I'll just keep, you know, I'll just keep plodding on and I'll keep trying harder and I'll try and work out my business and stuff. Now, I struggled on and off with my anxiety and my depression for two or three years until finally I cracked and I was talking to my my best friend on my phone. It's around about October, two, three years back now. And the male facade, you know that Stiff papa lip that just be blokey cracked. And he asked me if I was okay. And for the first time, I was able to muster the, the courage to say no. And it truly is courage. It's not a weakness to admit that you need help. I was on the phone to him for a good 20, 30 minutes. I was crying about how I couldn't make ends meet. The bills were piling up. I felt lonely. I felt disconnected. And just sharing that for 25 minutes released that burden a little. It took the the weight off my shoulders. And I was able to, to say, right, that's that's it now. That's make a plan of action to move forward. And I promised myself I'd lose some weight. I promised myself that I'd focus a little bit more on me. Because for so long I'd been stuck in my head of what other people had thought or the things that I'd lost or the things, the people that had come in and out of my life. And I was swimming in that muddy puddle within my head from that rain cloud that had been around for so long. But once you 
say it out loud, you realise that it's not one big huge blanket. It's little clumps that you can nibble away at. You know? So, my friend helped me get back on my feet. That year, he helped me sort out a few bills. And I sorted myself out. Now, me at the age of 30, 31-ish, and me now, turning just about to turn 35, there's a huge difference. I allowed myself to fail. I allowed myself to be open and honest with myself. I gave myself the forgiveness that I, I needed. Because so many times you can be stuck in a bubble where you judge yourself for struggling. Because you're an adult, you shouldn't be struggling at this stage. That's not how life works. Life throws stuff at you and you have to kind of deal with it and it happens over time. So you should you should be more caring to yourself. You should give yourself those 10... 15, 20, 30 minutes to yourself. And it could be something as simple as either getting up early and enjoying that cup of tea in the morning when it's quiet. It's reading that book. It's listening to that audio book. It's watching that favourite YouTuber. Just some time to yourself. Right? Talk to people if you need help. Even if you just write it down on a piece of paper for yourself, if you can't feel like you can talk to someone, if you just reach out into the world and and write it down, you can then hopefully find a solution. Now, I understand that when you're swimming around in that muddy puddle, it can be hard to see what's in front of you. But I promise you, no one's judging you. Reach out and talk. In fact, if you need to talk... Tweet at me, DM me. I'm more than happy to chat. But at the end of the day, you have to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling without judging yourself. One of the best things I could ever have done is learn to focus a little bit more on me. You don't realise it in your 20s, right? All those judgments that that you've placed on yourself from other people. Oh, so-and-so thinks this of me. Or that person thinks that of me. Or I need to work harder to impress this person or impress that person. In all honesty, they're not thinking of you. They don't care. And I don't mean that as a, they want you gone. I mean, they're, they're too stuck in their own head dealing with their own shit. They're not thinking negative things of you. So why should you think negative things about yourself? What you need to be doing is focusing on building yourself up, not tearing yourself down. And we all know that our biggest critics are ourselves. You look in the mirror and you're worried about that shirt fitting or that dress fitting or those... Whatever. Give yourself some leeway. Give yourself some time. Don't burn yourself out. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Doesn't mean that you'll never be able to do it. My first business failed. That was a really big blow for me. 
I felt that after all of that effort and all that time that, you know, what if I can't, if I can't do web design, what, what else can I do? Right, right, that's a, that's been eight, nine, ten years of my life that I've, I've dedicated and I feel lost. What you've got to realise is even at the age of 30, something that I realised recently, at the age of 30, you're still young. Like, you could double your age and still only be 60. You don't die at 61 these days, right? Not unless you get hit by a bus or you're really bad with your health, right? Or you're unlucky in the lottery when it comes to health, right? Most most people nowadays will live to their 90s, maybe even 100. Every year we, we, we find more medical wonders and marvels that will extend our lives and make our lives better. So at the age of 30, if you've got one business under your belt that failed, it just means that you've got more experience than anybody else that went to university because you tried business. You learned from those. I'm speaking from those experiences. This year, I'm on course to clear all of my debt from my failed first business. And to have a little bit of a nest egg. Nothing major. I'm not going to be going to Marbella. But if I was to have problems with any of my clients for the next two, three months, I've I've got enough to possibly cover my, my bills for the next two, three months. I've got an emergency fund, which considering at the start of the year, I was still fairly heavily in debt. Just goes to show that if you pivot if you believe in yourself, if you really push, you can get there, right? Don't don't cry at your first time that you're falling over. I understand the impact and the blow that it can cause. And it doesn't just have to be in business. Maybe you've just failed your uni degree. It's fine, you're 23, 24. You can always go back. Or you can go into business and try yourself. I've started my business and grown my business and deal with my clients when I never went to university. Maybe you're in your 40s and you feel that you've wasted your entire life in real estate or in, I don't know, admin or you've been in banking. and like, It's fine, 40 is still a good age to pivot. You could start a new career at 50. You've still got another 20 years till, till retirement. If anything, you, if you went into a drum at age of 50 and you've been doing a load of banking for, for 10, 15, 20 years, you're much more valuable to them then than you are when you were in your early 20s. You've got more time. The cloud is just perspective. You need to believe in yourself a little bit more. And when you do, the world won't seem so gloomy. I promise you that. Look after yourself a little more. Go for that walk. Enjoy that cup of tea. Take that 5, 10, 20 minutes for yourself. Wherever you can find them. When you put the kids to bed. When you wake up in the morning. When you slowly walk home from work a different route. Just so you've got that little bit of extra time to yourself. Right? Give yourself that break. Be kinder to yourself. And you will get there. Go out there. Start creating. Now, keeping with the theme of mental health, I'm going to share with you my thoughts from the canal that I walk up and down 
to give myself a breath of fresh air. This is from spring earlier this year, so it's a throwback using my YouTube videos where I just highlight on self-care. Hello. So today I thought it'd be a little bit something different. I've gone for a walk down near my local canal. I love canals. It's a great way to chill, relax, unwind, and sometimes that's exactly what you need. If you're caught in the stress of YouTube, if you're caught in the stress of numbers and subscribers and making videos, you might not do the self-care that you deserve, that you need. Self-care is important, not only in life, not only on YouTube, just in general. So many times you could be grinding away, so many times you could be doing that sacrifice, giving up those hours of sleep because you go to bed late so you can send those emails and you get up early so you can edit that video and you go out and you hustle or you're walking down a canal at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning making a YouTube video. I highly advise that you look after yourself, you look after your mental self because if you grind too hard you can burn out and I've done a video on YouTube burnout but I highly advise you find some way to unwind what is your thing I mean at the moment I'm surrounded by ducks on a canal hello but I really I always love this time of year because it's just just warming up so it's not freezing I can wander along the canal I can meet animals, I can make friends, you could be left alone. If I want 20 minutes to myself to just think of my own thoughts, if I want 20 minutes to, to chill and relax, if I need 20 minutes to reset, I'm very much an introvert. So for me to recharge, I love a bit of alone time. For me to recharge, it's quiet, some podcasts, a walk. I always love a bit of water around me. I always have. I absolutely suggest that you find some way to unwind, some way to get those creative juices flowing, because maybe you've got writer's block, maybe you can't think of content, but at the end of the day, if you're able to go for a stroll at your local park, or go hang out with friends if that's how you unwind, then it will release those issues, it will help you unwind, it will stop you overthinking those numbers and stressing. At the end of the day, your brain is a very well-oiled machine and some machines work their best when they are calm, relaxed and not overworked. The slow machine that England was is what this lock says and there's nothing wrong with being a slow machine because YouTube's a marathon and not a sprint. Just make sure you're doing it properly because if you're sprinting too hard, if you're working too hard, you will burn out and instead of being the canal that floated all those goods all those years ago in England and kept the world turning, they'll turn out into very clogged arteries and the last thing you want is a YouTube heart attack. Look after yourself. I'll see you soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Start Creating Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks and advice from Alan Spicer, that's me, then go to youtube.com forward slash Alan Spicer and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. See you soon. Go out there, start creating.